right, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm interviewing Danielle Brannon, and she is a photographer in the Statesboro area. She has done photography work for the Avery Center, and she also does photography for weddings, um, any kind of special events, senior pictures, and so I'm really um, grateful to have her here today. And um, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Danielle? Okay, well, I'm from Statesboro originally, um, I'm a full-time art teacher, and photography is sort of my passion that I can't let go of. So I've consistently, I guess, pursued it on the side all the way through high school, college, uh, through teaching now, and I've been really lucky to get this job at the Averitt Center this past year as their contracted photographer. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw the beautiful photography work that you've done for the Averitt Center. I really love the dancing poses that you did. So, like, when you go, um, when you, well, actually, you know, let me get through these other questions. I was very excited, though, by the dancing photography. And then I did see some. The dancers? The dancers. Yes, those were gorgeous. Yes, that is a soft spot for me. Actually, I was a dancer for 16 years. So, ballet, jazz, modern, all of that. So I think whenever I get to shoot a dance show or, you know, ballet, that's kind of close to home for me. Like, I really enjoy getting close. And I guess I can, I guess I can predict a little bit more what's going to happen next or how to catch that spin or catch that leap. You know, I'm more familiar with that. Oh, that's awesome. But um, definitely we're going to talk some more about that. But I wanted to go into, can you describe a little bit more about the first time you remember making art? Yes. Yes, um, I was probably three, um, we were living in, actually, we moved around a bit when I was little, um, I was in Elberton, and I remember, I was, there was a drawing I did of a playground, and my mom saved it, and it was the thing that she took out all the time and showed everybody, because I drew the monkey bars with perspective where they were in 3D, and she was just like, blown away by that it was that and then she had taken a picture of me playing with play-doh about the same time and i did details on my people with like eyes and noses and they had fingers and a mouth and hairstyles and i think it was her sort of noticing at a really young age and sort of being proud of that and sharing with people that kind of made me go oh i'm i might be an artist you know i mean I think a lot of times people's kids, they do creative things, and if you just overlook it, then they don't pay attention to that, and they don't keep pursuing it and keep trying. I think it was my mom early on kind of, you know, just instilling that in me. Now, did your mom, was your mom very creative? Because I always wonder if, like, sometimes, you know, you're exposed also not only doing it, you know, but sometimes you have that role model at home that kind of is a little crafty or was artsy. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, she, um, she's really great. Everybody says she's great with, like, interior design. She just has, like, a knack for that. Um, she could draw a little, and so could my dad. And so I used to always joke when I was in school, and everybody thought I could draw so well. I was like, I think it was my parents, like, with their powers combined. You know, <laughs> like, they both had it a little bit, and then just, you know, with the two of them putting me together, like, I guess I got both their skills, you know. Awesome. It's great to get that encouragement and, you know, kind of nurture mm-hmm. that kind of um, that kind of skill with your artwork. 
So you talked about photography has always been that passion that's kind of gone from high school and mm-hmm. and all of that. But what got you into photography in per, in particular? Because you say you started in high school doing it. So what inspired you to pursue pursue that? Yeah, honestly, I think I think for me, photo really started. I think my eighth grade year. Oh wow! I went on a trip to New York. Um, if you're, like you know the Quest program in schools. Went on a trip to New York, um, going around New York City, you know, with disposable cameras, right? Because it was a long time ago. But I remember coming back with all of my pictures printed out, and my art teacher, Dwight Miller at the time. Dwight Uh, Miller was, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. I think you all mentioned that, um, or Dwight might have mentioned that, because um, he was doing some subbing. He subbed for you. But I think he I did his maternity leave. Yeah. Many, many years later. <laughs> then I would run into him, and in and I think he mentioned that. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I went back to you know class when I got back from the trip, and I was showing Mr. Miller like some of my pictures, and I remember he was the first person that said, you know, you've really got an eye for this. These are really good. And I think That's again that encouragement made me you know want to keep clicking and keep shooting you know with the disposable cameras and. You know, the surprise was, okay, let's see how these turned out when I print these out, you know? That's great. I mean, and um, that's, I I felt like that from him, like, he was a really good, like, his Mm -hmm. love of art, and he was, he was always interesting. I, you know, I'm sure he's enjoying retirement, but it was like, he was really interesting to talk to, and just because he taught for so long, and taught so many different students, I think that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So, who are some artists that inspire you for your work? Um, when it comes to my art, like, I, it's kind of odd. I don't really follow that many photographers. Um, when it comes to art, like, probably my favorite, I'm a huge fan of Gustav Klimt. Huge fan oh, okay. of his. Um, of course, Degas, probably from all my years of dance. I can't help but like Degas as well. And then Van Gogh. Big fan of Van Gogh. I think... Not only his artworks, but just the story behind him, too, for the the troubled artist that never even realized how talented he was. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a tragic story, but really beautiful at the same time. Yeah. And now he's, like, one of the most celebrated um, artists of all time. You know, he died penniless, which hopefully that doesn't happen to us. When I taught high school, that was always yeah. kind of, like, a lesson that really stuck with my kids, you know, was... I don't think they realize until somebody tells them that, you know, he did not die this successful, rich artist. Mm-hmm. We um, actually did a project when I taught high school uh-huh. where I told them about the relationship between, you know, Van Gogh and his brother, Theo. Uh-huh. And one of the lessons were, I told them about how they wrote the letters back and forth. Uh-huh. And the assignment was, imagine if you could write Van Gogh a letter today, oh. you know, to let him know like, what an impact his artwork oh. has had on the world. And it was it was really, it was just really, I don't know, touching to like see what my kids got from that and what they put into those letters, you know, and how they understood that lesson. I'm totally stealing that, Danielle. I'm really? stealing. Yeah, that is awesome. Now. You can do that. Do that it. is awesome. That is a great lesson because mm-hmm. like um, I do some photography with the students, but it'd be really great if they find a photographer they really like who may have passed away, you know, passed away or even that's um, a photographer who is celebrated. It's always hard to imagine like you could communicate with them a lot of times I find um 
it's interesting. A lot of artists, they're just fairly regular people, and they are willing to, if you reach out to them, but I think there's a lot of intimidation when you do, like, would they ever yeah. even read this, you know, but that's great. It gets, it gets them really thinking about, yeah, yeah that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I'm totally stealing that one. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, um, yes. So you talked about that you've been, like, encouraged by family, art teachers, but, like, you talked about, like, you know, that you just got this contract about the, with the Avery Center about a year ago. So what was the process? Because I think it's really interesting for people who are wanting to make that leap into visual arts. They have some skill sets. And then how did you get into that position where you felt like, hey, I've got my, did you have a portfolio? What did you do? What was your process? Um. Actually, it was it was through my daughter, I guess, in oh. a way. Um, my daughter was in the class. Oh. And she was in pre-K with uh -huh. another little boy that his mom was um, over, like, marketing and graphic design at the Averitt Center. And she, I think, heard I was a photographer, you know, at one of the little Christmas parties or something. Uh -huh. And she was like, hey, we need somebody. Would you mind coming and shooting this for a poster? And it took out from there. And she really, like, fought for, like, because it was actually the position didn't exist before. And she really kind of fought for me to be the contract photographer. She's our go-to, like, you know, you know, just praised me. She's talented. We like her, all that. So I really kind of appreciate her making that happen for me. Um, see, and I always think it's interesting. It's those little connections that you never know. And you mentioned, and I think, um, I think for me personally, it was very difficult to really push myself if you're uh when I first started out in illustrating illustration and graphic design um graphic design was way easier because it was just like walk through the door show my portfolio get hired but illustration was harder because it was one of those things I'd have to send things out I would I would go and try to drop off my portfolio it was very intimidating but you never know until you bring yourself out and just kind of you know tell people that you even do that kind of work that you get yeah. that kind of attention but I love your dancers. I was, I saw the one, she's like, it, she's in a blue, it looks like, um, I guess it's called a tutu. I don't know. It's yeah. just a dance yeah. <laughs> outfit. And she's doing this, but I think she might be holding a little wand or something. And I love how you kind of the focus on it and the colors and the saturation. So I felt like it felt very like dreamlike, but kind of, you know, I'm assuming uh -huh. it was something that was, you know, some kind of ballet where maybe they were kind of, you kind of transported to a different like maybe mm -hmm. mythical or magical place and I thought you yeah. really captured that very well in that photograph thank you yeah well, beautiful. so how do you get that vision because my um, I just taught a class on Lightroom I really wish oh, I should have had you talk to my um students like their questions were like because when you it's very to me I think my um when students when you're first starting out in photography you don't realize the effort and the time and the composition yes. that it plays like your beautiful photograph like how many other photos that we don't yes. necessarily see that you know can you bring up tell us a little bit about that process because that was things that my photography students in my Lightroom class would talk about mm -hmm. their process so can you tell us a little bit about that um, like casually, like whenever I'm having people like just take a picture for me, you know, with my camera or phone, I jokingly say it, but a lot of it is part of the process. I'll say, you know, take five, take 10, maybe we'll like one, you know, and I say it jokingly, but that's a lot of it. You know, you shoot, you know, let's say she's got a three minute solo, you know, I might shoot 30 pictures, you know, 50 pictures are in that solo. 
and then fall in love with three that I push and edit. And those are the ones that everybody sees. But it's like for every one photograph I publish, there's probably 10 similar behind it that, you know, got trashed or they just stay on my computer for me, you know? Because that's something I've never done is like when you do an event like that, because you're trying to probably stay a little bit more in the background. How do you get those kind of compositional shots, but not because it's live events, um, some of them, I no. think, or are they, how do you do that? Okay. What do you do? <laughs> with, the, with the Averitts in them, they usually have for everything, there's the dress rehearsal. Oh, okay. I go in 90, I'll say 95% of it, events. I'm shooting the dress rehearsal. That way I'm not blocking an audience member. I can be at the floor of the stage. I even kind of go behind the curtains and kind of play in the wings and take some shots there um, just to get up close. Like okay. I, they've told me, they've pushed me, encouraged me to say, go ahead, get out there, get the shots. Like, don't worry about being in the way. Like they're all professional enough. They're not going to break character, you know? So, yeah, a lot of it is that I, I get to move around. I'm, a, I'm more limited if I shoot an event live every now and then I have to. Uh-huh. Um, but even then, I sometimes will just kind of switch seats. <laughs> I'll kind of uh-huh. sit, you know, on the right-hand side for a little while. You know, maybe intermission, I switch to the left-hand side just to get a different angle, you know. Awesome. So how do you do when you do your, like, engagements or your senior photos? Because I always, I, I, that's also something that, you know, interests that's interesting to me, but like, how do you figure out like what works compositionally? Like, how do you get a feel for the couple? Do you already know um, some of your clients in advance when you do those type of photo shoots, or is it do you? How do you kind of read um, them for location? And all that? I do, but a lot of time it's a lot of times it's blind, and really? that sometimes can be a challenge. Like okay. when I when I meet somebody at the shoot, like if I'm doing prom pictures or senior pictures, sometimes I meet. The person at the shoot and that's a disadvantage at times because I don't always maybe know their personality you know kind of what how they're gonna be comfortable posing you know if they're kind of shy or are they kind of silly and outgoing um sometimes I might not know what their best angle is you know and that's a little stressful having to figure that out live in the moment mm-hmm. you know um but like stuff at the Averitt Center I usually have a lot more time to kind of play around and move and I mean if I'm shooting a show it's you know it's a two-hour rehearsal mm, wow so, yeah I've got plenty of time to kind of if this scene didn't work you know maybe the next scene I get a lot more shots a lot more range in their face or body movement in the next scene you know awesome and then a question that my um students in my um Lightroom class they also had and I really didn't know how to answer this because this is a stylistic thing with photography like mm-hmm. I feel like when I look at your work especially with the stuff that you did like um, I think you did some fashion photography that I saw and then you also had yeah. a great center like there is a different different uh, definite style to your work and especially it seems to play with the colors like my uh-huh. students ask me well so how do you know when you, because like all I could do is tell them, well, I know when something looks way overexposed or if it's underexposed and it's like, you know, I couldn't give them a hard rule on that because I felt like it's almost, it, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, how do you yeah, find your style? So much of it is kind of, your... I feel like up to you. Yeah. I mean, I remember in college, you know, I mean, I took some, a couple of photo courses in college and it was like in the dark room, we had to learn, um, film before you could even take digital at that time so I took uh, 
some film classes in the darkroom. And I can remember my professor saying, you know, oh, this area is too hot, which meant it was too white. You know, it was too overexposed. But as I've moved on and I've seen other photographers, it's kind of like painting. It's like there's really no right way to do it. I think it's just whether or not the whole composition works. I kind of started eventually, like I'd hear my professor saying, oh, that's too hot, you know, that area. But then I'm thinking, but you know what? I like it, and I'm not getting graded for this in your class anymore. <laughs> so just, awesome. I mean, okay. but you know, I mean, look at all the impressionists. You know, yeah. like everybody said they they were doing it wrong, but we're still you know learning about them and appreciating their art today. So that's great. Okay, mm -hmm. well, then I didn't give them the wrong answer. <laughs> I was like, going, no, you I think it's just that they, you know, I think I think ultimately a lot of times for for any artwork, whether it's like photo or painting or drawing, I think the most important thing is does it make people pause and look harder? Okay. I think that's your ultimate goal. That's awesome. That's a great statement because we had a critique the last day, and I just, I marveled because these, they're adult students that I was teaching, and it was like, there are so much better photographers than I'll ever be. I was like, I was just showing out how to use the software, and I was just like, that's beautiful. That is wonderful, <laughs> like, depth of field. The, you know, we were doing, you know, all the, you know, art lingo and everything, but it just, um, yeah, I just, I wish I, um, I, you know, it's one of those things I always gra gravitated towards drawing and, um, more draftsman yeah. kind of stuff, but I do appreciate with photography, like it's very intentional. I feel like people just don't realize that photo that you look at, like to think about the exposure, to think about your shutter speed, even though everything is kind of digital, but you still want to maybe prioritize whether you're doing it on your shutter speed or your aperture. But right. capturing that composition and knowing that I need to be at this spot so I capture that angle, it fascinates me. You know, or when you're in that moment, some of my photography students, and I saw, like, they told me they just, just how they, they knew. That was, like, that was it. And when you, um, when I was watching Ansel Adams, um, his, like, on YouTube or something yeah. like that, and that just knowing and the time and the thought that really goes into it it really is yeah it, there's more than just it's not like i don't know because like a lot of people think i just snap the picture and that but the, you know there's so much more to it that that is an art form that yeah i think a lot of times you just sort of sometimes you sort of catch it you know like you just you see the photograph before you take the photograph that's awesome yeah i don't have that <laughs> i wish i did but i go like i don't know how you'll do it because i I was just complimenting my students. They were, it was gorgeous. I'll have to send you a picture of some of their work, but they were, they were great. So okay. another question is, how do you stay motivated? Because you are very busy. You, mm -hmm. you mentioned you're an art teacher. Then you're doing your photography work. How do you balance that whole work-life balance? Because that one, I struggle with a lot. I feel like, I don't know about you, but you get very, I get very absorbed into my teacher mode and I want the best for my student. I want to push them. And a lot of times my stuff kind of gets pushed to the side or you just even have a family, you know, you have a family yeah. right? and yeah. I, that stuff, just all of that. How do you, how do you stay motivated and keep that balance? Um, I think for me, like I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching art. Like I, I would not want to teach anything else. Um, but I think for me, um, you know, like when the kids are doing a project, I'm always doing the example or, you know, I might be creating my own project along with them, you know, just to kind of give them ideas and motivate them. And, and it's fun, but I think for me, it's a, 
I don't want to I want to say boring because I feel like that sounds so negative. But you remember teaching elementary, mm-hmm. you know, and when you're you have to kind of take your level down a little bit because if you do too good of a job, it almost intimidates the kids where they think they can never do that well and they quit before they really try. You know, so I feel like a lot of times in my teaching, I'm really just trying to encourage the kids and get them to do their best. And I'm not really, I guess, creating artwork and using my full potential in the classroom. So I think, you know, as an artist, that needs to be fulfilled mm-hmm. to have some area where I'm like expressing myself and challenging myself and learning and, and creating some, you know, output that I get to critique and get feedback from, from other people. So for me, that's, I guess, photography, that's where I work on something just for me. And I'm always looking to get better and I enjoy sharing it. And it's, I guess, it's, you know, something just for me where I grow, you know, well, um, definitely, I mean, your your level of work and the, the thought you put behind your photography work shows, and um, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. So, the next one is, um, are there any other projects that you're currently working on, maybe besides Favorite Center um, at this time? I mean, I don't know, it gets seasonal, photography tends to be, I guess, maybe, is there anything that you're really kind of really busy with right now, or? Um, I've got, you know. I've got things lined up for the Avery Center. There's something it seems like almost weekly mm-hmm. I've got to go shoot. Um, I'm still also like, it's like a third hat I wear. Besides teaching, being the contracted Avery Center photographer, I still also take a job additionally, like just for myself. And that's where like weddings and proms mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, senior pictures, and all that stuff comes in. Um, I just actually like, tested the water of like displaying my photography somewhere which was <laughs> congratulations it's beautiful you really i mean it really is very professional Thank level you. like i could see that like magazines and i you know i know they're using it for their marketing on posters and things like that at the Aver center but i can see totally like you know definitely in magazines whether fashion mm-hmm. or local or whatever mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah. and in a gallery too so where right. at it's, where it's... was that at um, it's, it's here in Statesboro, like seriously, it's, it's, um, they have, I'm a, a member of an association here, like an art association, and they sort of do a lot to try to rotate artwork in different venues around Statesboro, um, they, they have one wall at the public library here, and everybody kind of like, if you want to, you can choose to do an installment, you know, um, so, you know, I just think that was new for me. I've never really done that before. Gone out to like show my work or do a display. Everything's always been kind of like, here, here are your pictures on the CD. And that's, <laughs> and that's it, you know? So um, I actually used photographs I'd taken of my daughters. Um, they were playing in Halloween costumes for, from two years ago in their fairy costumes one day. Um, ended up going outside, running around their fairy costumes. And it was one of those moments where I saw the picture before it happened, like the sun was going down and just the way the light was kind of like hitting those fairy wings in the backyard, ran in, got the camera and, um, took some. So yeah, I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of nice to do it for them at the same time. They had no idea I was hanging those at the, at the library. So it was a surprise when I took them to go see it. Oh, what'd they say? Oh, they were, they were just so excited. Like, why are they here? And like, who gets to see them? And why did you use our pictures? And 
So they were really, they were really, it was just really sweet. Just the smiles on their faces when they saw that. And that's why it's so personal. I, I don't know. It's like I've done some pieces where I've done drawings of my son or it's something that, and I think the work is just so much better as an artist because you just have a personal connection. So you're just more mm -hmm. vested and you're just trying to make the best, you know, out of it. So that's yep. great. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. And they'll have that, you know, that's something that the, your daughters will be able to, you know, have for, for when they're older and look back on that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So next question is what's your favorite place to see art? Um, Probably, um, I would say a gallery when I can get to one. Definitely. I love the high. Mm. Um, they have some really awesome exhibits that go through there. Um, but also, probably lately, um, just local artists. Oh, awesome. Like being a part of that association, I like seeing what people around me can do. Um, and a lot of the people that I'm in the association with are self-taught, which is mind-blowing because a lot of them are painters, and I'm not, like, a huge painter, you know? So it always just blows my mind to see what they do, especially being self-taught, you know, just kind of learning as they go, buying their own supplies, um, just sort of relying on other friends that don't have that much of an art background, you know, to kind of give them feedback and stuff, you know? Um, and I've, I've even tried to start collecting pieces okay. from other people in the association like I bought a, a ceramic piece I bought a graphic design piece from a friend she did like a kind of this like dreamy unicorn in the stars thing um she had it hanging in a gallery show here I took my six-year-old to see it and she loved it and then and we bought it because I, I kind of wanted to encourage that her appreciation for art go into a gallery you know coming home with a piece you know so she Kind of in a way, bought her first piece at six years old. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So would you recommend if somebody's starting out to maybe look around and see if there are local associations that they can join and yes. maybe network with? Yes, because that's what got me to finally, you know, put my toes in the water as far as displaying. You know, everything had always been kind of job-based. You know, I, I took the pictures, you know, I would edit, I develop. You know, I might put them on Facebook, but otherwise, you know, I just turn them in digitally to whoever, you know, mm -hmm. you had requested them. So, um, yeah, I think it gets you to try new things, you know, like displaying, you meet other artists. Um, there are a few jury shows coming up. That's kind of on my list of things to do to kind of push myself a little bit more, mm -hmm. try hearing something in a jury show and just see what happens. about what's the most indispensable item in your studio that you just can't live without well that would be that would be my camera in my case <laughs> um my camera the camera bag you know i have a couple other lenses and that change out the battery pack i'm charging up on that's all very technical but yeah that's that's like kind of my livelihood there. It's like my right arm a lot of times. Play dates for work, um, family reunions, you know, around the house in the backyard, you know, the camera comes out a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So what would you, 
uh, when starting out as a photographer, is there anything you kind of wish you'd known in before that you've kind of learned through your journey as a photographer that you wish you'd had known earlier on? Um, I would say probably um, just understanding a little bit more about the from your camera to print relationship how that goes a lot of times the way something looks to my camera and then it goes on my computer and I edit um and then maybe you don't use choose the best printer that first time and how it looks on your computer and then how it looks when you have it printed out is eight by ten can be disappointing at times so I've, I have learned to be pickier about who I print with as well as sometimes have to kind of compensate okay. for that computer screen backlight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For what's going to actually happen when I print. Oh, okay. That's good advice. Because um, yeah. I, I just, I guess, I don't know. It's one of those things because in graphic design, you kind of run into that too because the color gamut you have on your screen is never mm-hmm. going to be mm-hmm. as extensive with, the, um, with CMYK when it's printed. And so... Yeah, I've always been fortunate because in my instance as a graphic designer, um, I would have that relationship with the printer, and so I would get my printer approved and be like, okay, that's kind of like my preview of how it's going to print versus um, having it with my printer. Though I've been kind of stepping in a little bit because I finally bought a color laser jet printer, and I've been really happy with it because I had my inkjet. And my inkjet is great. You get that pop with the um, with the color, but the cost. I was like, man, the ink is killing me. So yeah. finally, I invest in a color uh, laser jet printer, and I've been really happy with it. But I'm trying to find a paper that will give me that kind of pop, like with the glossy yeah. that you get with the inkjet, but it can't ruin my new uh, laser jet because it's heat based. So anything I run through there, I got to be careful with, but I've been pretty happy with the color overall. It's been pretty close on with what I've been, you know, there's still a little bit of that deadness to it, but, um, but yeah, I've been, you know, it's one of those things that uh, whether you're a graphic designer, photographer, illustrator, any kind of applied Mm -hmm. arts field that you're going to have to worry about how it's going to final represent because you want it to be your best work and whoever sees it. So it's always that interesting little, that little Mm -hmm. thing experience helps and being patient when you get there so yeah but the last question is a kind of a deeper question it's um it goes at the end of your life you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life if there could be nothing left behind your real existence but a note you've written with three final truths what would those truths be okay um i think um this one's you're right. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, so everybody gets like, really? This kind of heavy. Like, yeah. I think so. I think for me, like at my age now, and um, teaching ten years, um, kind of really getting somewhere with my photography. Finally, you know, really um, trying different things and pushing myself uh, with a six-year-old and two-year-old little girls. Also now. Um, I mentioned to you the other day, like, I'm at the end of my divorce now. Um, I think at this point, the most important things would be, it almost sounds cliche, I don't know how much you've heard this saying, but, like, live your truth. Mm-hmm. Like, and that covers a lot of things, like, be true to yourself, 
um, be true to your values and beliefs. Um, also, I would say look at how much you're putting out into the world positively versus how much you're taking away. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Um, it's, it's hard to say it like kind of succinctly and like as oh, few no. words as possible. Yeah, no. But I, think I, try, I try to balance yeah. like, um, and it doesn't have to be items, you know, physically, but it might just be, you know, emotionally, you know, what are you putting out and into others versus what you're taking away? You know, that's something I've noticed as I've gotten older, I work on myself. I try to be that example for my daughters as well as like, as I've gotten older, I gravitate towards other people that I see trying to do the same thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting. I've interviewed, you're my 14th artist. And everybody kind of has this very, you know, with, with that last question, they have different interpretations, but a lot of it goes down to being positive, being true to yourself, and being, you know, putting yourself out there. You know, you only mm -hmm. live life once, so, you know, and especially the positivity. Everybody's message is very positive about how they live mm -hmm. into it. So, you know, I just think uh, all of that is true because I think it does, in the end, it kind of comes back to you, you know, and yeah yeah and so and i do agree definitely being around people like as i've gotten older i used to think it had to be this isolated emotional not sound direct out i don't know you were worried about all these crazy artists i don't know i just had this perception of like it's very you know yourself but as i get older i feel like i need to connect with other people yeah. who are in the art field because otherwise it is very lonely and it's very yeah. like you you need to have the the bouncing off like i never appreciated critiques in college like i now appreciate it and i really push my students like you need to participate in this because otherwise you will never see the things how it communicates to the end viewer like these this this part of it is very important even though you're not necessarily making something it's understanding what you made and what you're putting out there right. so yeah it's very but thank you so much all of your your um, answers are very insightful. Photography is one of those things, you know, um, I, I find it interesting. I'm, I don't think I'm very good at it. It's something I would like to try to get better at, but it's something my students love in high school. They love photography. They constantly got a camera in their pocket. Yeah. Being part of it and, and, and access to hundreds of filters, you know, right there in their pocket. You know, so I think that's part of the increase in the interest in photography with younger people. So maybe that accessibility to it, because I just, I find it intimidating <laughs> some of it. It's just that whole, I overthink it. But yeah, my students love it, and I want to do more photography so that they can really, you know, grow as photographers. Because I feel like if you don't get out there, you got to shoot those pictures. you got to push yourself. You know what? Yeah. Speaking of that, um, oh. I will email you. Oh, okay. I'd like to take some screenshots of some notes that I made, but yeah. I actually taught um a photo camp last summer through the Avert Center. Oh my gosh. And it was kinda like everybody bring what you have, whether uh -huh. it's your cell phone or a tablet or you actually have a camera, like okay. bring what you have and we're all gonna learn together. But um we had a lot of fun like doing some photo challenges and like the themes of different assignments oh. and stuff. And like literally like every day like at the end of like whatever the photo challenge was or the assignment, they have a little edit time, prop, whatever. Oh. We would seriously like 
sit on the floor at the Avery Center. Everybody will put their device in the middle, you know, their, which was typically a phone or a tablet. And that's how we would critique, just sitting around a circle. And they had fun with it because we would usually vote on which one we felt like was the most successful for that assignment. Like maybe who has the best use of color. Um, and the kids love to just use Skittles or like M&Ms. <laughs> and then everybody would put their Skittles or their M&Ms around whichever one was like the one they thought was the most successful. But it's like a real fun, the casual way to kind of get kids maybe get into critiquing, you know, and understand it without it being... Like I said, like, negative yeah. or scary. Yes, yeah. yes. Or just nobody talks and Miss Miller does all right. the talking. <laughs> I go like, somebody's gonna talk here. I mean, I can talk right. all day. I can see, you know, but, um, but yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's such a blessing that you would send that to me and all the stuff that you've shared with me. I, uh, it's awesome. And I, I know you'll be very successful with your photography. It is, it is very beautifully, um, you know, composed and. Um, the way you do your color work and your style of it, it's it's really well done. So I know you're going to be even busier in the future. So, yes. yeah. So thank you again for being on um, my podcast. And I well, thank you for asking me. This is awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, Danielle. And it's so nice because it's like, I don't know, when you're a teacher, when you're art teacher, you know, we talk about shop, like the the actual art of teaching and there's not yeah. as much discussion about the other side of the actual art that you make and so this has been yeah great. Like, why are you an art teacher because every you know technically all art teachers they're an artist yes you know you're yes, an artist exactly. first and so i think that's also a misconception i feel like sometimes that we get this rap of being like you know those who teach can't do but it's like no they really i mean your work is phenomenal i just think that's yes, amazing sir. And, uh, yeah, you really do a great job capturing those moments. So, um, yeah, much continued success. And did you want to, like, maybe do a shout-out for your Instagram if anybody wants to look at your work or? Um, sure. I mean, it's just you, you follow me. It's Danielle Brandon Photography. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Always. Always. Okay. And I'll put it in the description box of the podcast so if people want to, like, click on the link and look at more work. So, um, thank you so much. You have a good evening. Thank you. And thank you again, you Danielle. Too. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, My Creative Life.